Welcome, welcome to the English podcast. We're talking mm-hmm, That's me, and welcome again to another episode of the English podcast with Tommy. Today, I have a teacher who's been here before, and she knows what this is all about. Well, you know, you'd hope that she knows what it's all about because she's been on there before. The voice of County Fermanagh from the second episode of Brilliant British Brilliant British Accents and Dialects. I'd like to welcome back Eleanor. There you go. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. It's going good to be back. Well. Good it's to good, be back with my Fermanagh accent. It's good to have you back. You know, it's good to have you back because you know when last time we talked, you were you were talking about the way that you speak the English language. And it was, I have to say, I learned more about you and I learned more about Northern Ireland in that half an hour than I would ever learn from reading newspapers or any or any sort of political uh, mumbo jumbo. Well, that's the that is the beauty of communication, you know. Yeah. Um, is that that's how we learn is from talking to people. That's I learned so much from my students. I I feel like I I virtually travel whenever I talk to my students because it's like visiting their countries. You know, they tell me things about what they eat and what they do. And yeah, it's great. Love it. Today, we're not here to talk any more about your accent because we've done that and we put it under the microphone once. We don't need to put it under the microphone twice. So today you decided to bring a film on. Now, I have a film in my head that you might have chosen, but I don't think you chose it because it's a very... Especially for Northern Ireland, it's a very controversial film. So I don't think it's—I don't think it's going to be Belfast that you've chosen. The new, the new film uh, talking about the troubles of the mm-hmm. 1970s. I have a feeling it's not going to be Belfast anyway. Am I right? It's not. It's not going to be Belfast. It's not going to be about Ireland. I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I, I mean, there are so many options, and now there's um an Irish film that is up for a whole lot of awards which I actually have not seen uh, and I, I know I know is that awful um, but no I'm not going to talk about Ireland and Irish films because that could open another can of worms I think mm. um, so <laughs> instead I'm going to talk about the swimmers which is about oh, about Syria <laughs> oh, you know, like that's 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 quite interesting that you chose Syria instead of yeah. Ireland. Syria instead. I know, of... just for a bit less conflict, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have you when you asked me about the swimmers. Mm-hmm. The first time you asked me about it, I was like, "The swimmers, never heard of it." Then I realised that I actually I saw the trailer of it. I saw the trailer of it, and I thought, "Yeah, nice film," but I haven't I haven't seen it. So, um. Before we delve into before we delve into the swimmers, because I, I I always forget about I forgot almost forgot about this part of the program. Just remember, just remind us who you are before we go any further than it. You know, because it, how rude of me to ask you to talk about the swimmers before even introducing yourself. So, <laughs> who are you? Okay, well, I'm Eleanor. Uh, I live in Northern Ireland, so hence why I have a bit of a strange, maybe accent, or not strange, but an accent you don't hear so often. Mm. I teach English, I teach in a school, and I teach privately, um, and you can follow me on Instagram on English dot with dot Eleanor, English with Eleanor, you'll find me there. Um, so yeah, come and follow me and 
learn some English, hopefully, from my page. Well, I mean, and for me also, just before we go back to swimmers, which is why you're actually here, um, there is another part that you guys need to also be watching out for. It's Owl and the Pals. Oh, that's right. That is an important, very important part of my life. Uh, if you if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you might get to see my alpacas. Uh, Tommy is a huge alpaca fan, it would seem. Uh, I have currently got six alpacas, three mummies and three babies. And we are soon going to wean them. So I think I'll probably have to document that on my stories as well, separating the mummies and the babies and halter training them. Uh, halter train the babies yes so that is a, that's a project that is coming up actually maybe this weekend uh this yeah. is this 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 episode is not going to go up for at least another good while you okay know, so well then we're going to miss out on the hour and the pals being they're going to miss out in the weaning process but there's so much more to see because there's going to be new babies due uh in probably Jul june july time so yay uh, and there's always stuff going on with the alpacas you know and they're super cute and yeah okay they're, they're not the animals that spit at you are they the, that's they, they occasionally do spit but mostly at each other um and they get a kind of a lock jaw when they get angry with each other so you might see them walking around their mouths sort of half open they're not able to close their mouths it's because they've been spitting at each other and they've kind of got this temporary paralysis of mm. the face uh, so they do spit sometimes but i haven't been directly spat at if we put it that way and they kick occasionally too but again they're quite small and light so it doesn't make yeah. it not okay. very problematic all right okay so now back to the reason why you i dragged you on here and I drag you on like Mr. Owl and, and the pals, kicking and screaming and spitting at you. No I asked you kindly, and you kindly said, all right, I'll do that. You know, in, in your finest Northern Ireland accent that you did it, you said it in a very, yeah, why not? Why not? You know, I was like, Good. yeah, why not? You know, because, it, you know, you've only been on once. And we, I've only we been on once. be on as many times as possible over a certain amount of time. Now, the reason you're here is to talk about a film about two, is it two sisters? I remember. Two correctly? sisters, two sisters, yes. So these were, these sisters, they're Syrian. Uh, the film is based on a true story. Um, so it's a story of these two sisters who made the journey from Syria to Germany yeah. because of the conflict in their own country. And uh, these, I don't want to, I don't want to give a whole lot of spoilers or whatever, but um, these, uh, these girls basically were swimmers in Syria. Their father was their coach. He was training them um, to be professional swimmers. He was training them basically for the Olympics. And um, so this was something that, that he wanted them to continue whenever they, uh, got to Europe um, and I'm, I don't I don't really want to spoil it and tell you if it worked out or not um, but that is why it's called the swimmers is because they wear swimmers um, but what I think the, the reason that um, I liked this film or it, it, it was kind of thought-provoking for me because I have had Syrian students and we hear a lot about conflicts these days and it's almost um, 
it's almost like we we for me I think of it in in a general sense like this big picture like this is awful this is all these people and this is terrible and whatever but I don't personally tend to think of it in terms of the individuals and what they go through and I felt like when I watch the movie it made me think a little bit more about the individual situation like this is this one family you know and this is their story and this is what happened to them this is how their lives changed um and and even in some cases the element of normalcy that there was even in spite of bombs going off and things around them they still uh were kind of continuing certain elements of of their previous pre-war lives mm. um and i think those those things usually escape me or those aren't things that i usually think about yeah. um uh, we, we see pictures of lines of refugees queuing across borders and things like that and we i don't think about the individuals or about the elements of normalcy that they have to keep from their from their previous lives because if i remember correctly and um, there was a scene that came up in the trailer mm-hmm. and they were in a swimming pool they were at an open air swimming pool and the lifeguard came to them and asked them what they're doing there they said that they were swimmers if i correct if i remember correctly probably you know i'm probably completely wrong on this but it, it, it when i watched the trailer it was a bit it it got me thinking about like you say the individual you know the individual case because um people sort of completely forget that there are individuals involved in these conflicts. You know, they, these two kids, they were not involved in the conflict. They were just bystand, innocent bystanders who just happened to be really good swimmers. Mm-hmm. And it just made, it, it got me thinking about what is it that, what is it about this film that really made you go for it? You know, because like, there could there are so many different there are so many different aspects you could have chose chosen about this film but you chose the the individuals the two swimmers uh-huh yeah that that was what what stood out to me um because there were there were a lot of different elements there was kind of the sporting element as well like the story of of um this like storyline of them trying to uh better themselves and be the best sports people they could be that sort of thing their father maybe pushing them to do that there were a lot of different um little as you say strands to the story but it just um yeah I think I think the thing that really stood out to me was the individual and uh you see images for example of the crossing that so many refugees have to go through crossing by boat from one country to another and we see images of that in the media all the time. We see images of boats that have capsized or things that have happened. And it's 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 news, you know, it's things you see on the news. And you're like, that that's that's terrible, that's awful. Um, but whenever it was in the movie, I thought these are individuals, all these people have a story. Mm. And um, you know, they they have all their reasons for being there. They have their goals. They have their dreams. They have there's all the individual stories on that one boat. Um, and actually, in the, I think this this was. I'm not sure how much of the of the film, you know, it's it's based on a true story, but how much of it is, how close is it to the true story? Mm. But I think this part is quite close. Is that they 
they had to get off the boat um, and swim part of the way mm-hmm. um, at night because uh, there the boat wasn't, there were too many people on the boat, basically. They weren't going to make it if they didn't. Um, and yeah, this these kind of individual stories and the courage that, that they have mm-hmm. um, to to survive, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm watching this film, but I'm now going to go and find a place to watch it legally, not illegally. You know, it's Um, Netflix. You can get Netflix. I don't know about Netflix. Netflix? Really? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know if you can get Germany, but you're going to find me now on Netflix in the next ten minutes looking for it. From a linguistic point of view, you know, because that that is what we're here for. You know, that is what we are. We're linguists. You know, yeah. we, we teach the English language and we, we look at the uh the the language side of things. Mm-hmm. From a linguist's point of view and from learners' point of view, apart from obviously a very um harrowing story of courage and of uh of you know adversity and everything, what exactly will learners get out of this film? Linguistically. Linguistically. Yeah. Um that's a very, uh, very thought-provoking question. Actually, Tommy, <laughs> just threw that one at me. Um, yes. Uh, so I, I would, I would recommend it to, to people because it's not, um, it's, it's not difficult to understand the, the Eng- It's very clear in terms of um the accents that are used. The English um that's used is. At a, at a really good level um even in um you know the, the sisters um mm. the english that they spoke was very very good high level of english and obviously it was the language that they were using to communicate when they were moving through europe yeah. um so i suppose it it again highlights the importance of of english as a lingua franca you know for mm. For, for traveling whether you want to travel or not um mm-hmm. to be able to communicate um in whatever situation you're in um and i i've had students from from syria uh in the past and uh, i don't i'm not going to pretend i know a lot about the conflict there or, or everything they went through or whatever but um it made me think a bit more about them and appreciate a bit more what what has brought them here and the fact there is a huge story behind every person who arrives in this country it's 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 interesting because you know when we when we say oh i know how you're feeling i know what you're going through mm-hmm. you know me and you we we we're like we're the lucky ones we don't have conflict we don't come from conflict areas granted well <laughs> had, had a very uh, turbulent past mm-hmm that which you know which we don't have to talk about because anyone who wants to look up look up about the troubles can do it on Google. Google Troubles yeah. Northern Ireland, you'll find millions of sites about the troubles. But we are lucky that we haven't um that we don't we haven't grown up in a war in a war zone area. You know, yes. I, I I don't know what it feels like to live in Northern Ireland because mm-hmm. I've never been never been to Belfast, never seen the um the cordoned off zones, you know, the cord- you know, yeah. the two communities cordoned off from one another just so that there's peace, or at least 
some sort of element of peace in the community. But I can't imagine what it feels like to be a refugee to cross over, you know, numerous borders, Mm -hmm. thousands of miles, just to make it to a country where there is no war. Um, That that for me is something which is... um, which is important to remember that these that this film is based upon people who have come from a war-torn area yeah. and who are looking for better a better future. Yes, and I, I don't know about you, but at the moment I I have you, there are a lot of Ukrainians um in the area where I live. A lot of mm-hmm. Ukrainians have come to this area and I have a couple of Ukrainian students and um it's this, again, this situation of people who didn't, most of my students, they're here because they want to be here. They chose to come to Ireland. It was um, the best thing for them in terms of whatever their financial goals or their career goals or whatever. Hmm. But for my Ukrainian students, they have a very different motivation. Um, they're not here necessarily because they wanted, it didn't fit with their life plans necessarily. Um, but now they're here. It's this learning the language, trying to communicate, trying to fit into the the local culture, uh, and it's tough. It's 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 a re- it's really tough um, for them. But the students that I have are they're they're doing really well. You know, they're really um, they're it's, taking it in their stride. It's always good to hear a good story. You know, it's always good amongst the the amongst the terrible stuff that's going on in the world to hear a good story. You know, mm-hmm. so to hear that your students are doing well is we you know we we like to hear good stories on there. We don't like to bring bad times and dark clouds to the podcast because that's for a different podcast for different people to discuss and to look at. And um, going back to the swimmers, if I'm to watch the swimmers as a learner, what level learner should I sort? What level learner should I be? B one, B three, C one. What are we aiming at? Uh, yeah, you would need to probably. Well, if you're gonna use, it depends. Are you gonna use subtitles or not? Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna use um subtitles, then you could probably manage it at, at any level. If you're gonna put subtitles in your own language, um, I would say if you're uh B one, B two. Um, you could probably manage with subtitles in English. Um, and I would imagine if you're a bit higher, if you're a C1, you could probably do without the subtitles altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I like to recommend or I like to do um, videos without subtitles in my classes, actually. Um, I think it it's more, maybe more natural and more realistic sometimes for people because we don't have subtitles in real life. Uh, you have to figure out from imagine imagine was walking around with these subtitles I mean maybe someday this will be the case but um we don't we don't currently have this option so we have to um kind of learn to pick up what we can and and also use the non-verbal uh elements too to to understand the message yeah. Um, so yeah I think you know what I think it depends on your subtitles but I think all levels could manage it that's important and um, nice. i'm just going to quickly put i'm going to give you a quick yes or no question okay to put you, to put you on the spot about oh, no. about the <clears throat> about the s word subtitles yes subtitles yes or no subtitles yes or no quick yes or no on there uh no, no. um 
but <laughs> in saying that, <laughs> I use subtitles in English because yeah. I don't like a high volume. And so I like to just read, you know, I like a, a low volume and subtitles. So I, I'm kind of, yeah, um, being a bit of a hypocrite there. But uh, I, whenever I'm teaching, I prefer not to use subtitles. So it very much depends on the context. What about you? Are you subtitles or no subtitles? Well, um, I have to admit, um, with American TV series and mm -hmm. quite a lot of British TV series, I end up watching them with subtitles. Mm -hmm. Is that because I'm an old person? Maybe. Maybe that's because my ears are getting old and, you know, at certain periods we lose certain tones, you know, we learn, yes. you know, but it's, if I listen to American TV series and, you know, that this is going out to all of you who, who are from the USA and who speak in a, who speak the American, who speak American English, for me, you guys are almost ununderstandable. I can barely understand the word that comes out of their mouth. And, it, you know, and that's not to say that all Americans speak exactly the same way. But if I put my if I really concentrate hard on it, I might be able to turn the subtitles off completely. Mm -hmm. The problem is then I would lose three quarters of what's being said because, you know, listening into some to some Americans is very hard, you know, and it's yeah. it's not easy. But that's not to say that British people are any better when we speak. Um, it's familiarity. You're it's familiar familiarity, with British exactly. accent. Yeah. And maybe, for for example, um, maybe students that I have from South America are more familiar with the North American accent than they are with the British accent. So yeah. British accents are... For me, Australian people, I find very difficult to understand. South African as well, because I'm not familiar with those accents. I don't listen to a lot of, of that accent. So... Um, those are really challenging for me. It's yeah. familiarity. Yeah. If you want to get used to an accent, I think you got to just listen to it. And, and exactly. listen. Yeah, it is familiarity. If you're not used to it, then obviously your ears are not going to be fine-tuned to all the sounds, mm -hmm. to all the to all the connected words, and to all the uh, slang that might be used, etc., etc. The Irish accent. Like, Wait. people come here and they're like, well, I don't understand what this person is saying. Well, and... now you say it. Now you say it. There's one actor who comes mm -hmm. from the Republic, who I have to say, I have a lot of problems hearing. Colin Farrell. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Colin is not a bad actor. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a very yeah. good actor. But mm -hmm. the way that he speaks at times is very Irish. You know, he speaks in a very Irish, in an Irish... <laughs> I'm not he kind of mutters a little bit as well. Exactly. Like he doesn't open his mouth very wide or enunciate, really. That, would you say that's typically Irish? That you got that, yes. that, that you you're you I'm not I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but there is is there a sort of tendency to be sort of late to put a better word on it, lazy when you speak the English Um there goes I, the, I think there, there is a, invite, by the way. There lot, goes a lot of laziness, but I don't think it's it's only in Irish and uh, the among Irish people or only in the English language. I think that generally Mm. And this could be a whole other podcast. I think that generally uh, people in all languages are becoming lazier and lazier uh, about speaking, yeah. um, about writing. Uh, definitely. It's even more obvious. But I was talking to students about this the other day. You know, even um, you, if you if you look at the standard of the language that is used in by, for example, politicians and, and people like this who are giving speeches all the time, 
what is the standard? Like how high is the standard that's used, really? <laughs> and we're talking about how this is this is actually the same. The student I was talking to was Brazilian. And they were saying, yeah, like in, in Brazil, the politicians aren't using a really high level of language. Um, yeah. But that that is a huge, that's another huge topic, actually, which I don't think we have time to get into. Right no, now. Well, no, I'm not going <laughs> to drop into that because that is another kettle. That's a complete different topic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to quickly do something here. Can you see the box I'm drawing? I can see a box, yes. Yeah. Now, we're going to ask you to put your Instagram handle, your Facebook website, if you have one, and any other contact details into that box. Okay. How can we contact you on social media? Okay. So it's at English.with.Eleanor on Instagram. So lots of dots in there. Lots of dots. English.with.Eleanor. So go on to Instagram, find me. And you can see alpacas and you can see English tips and, you know, whatever else is going on in my life, basically. Well, I mean, you know, for me, not being an English learner, um, every time I get to see Al and the pals on the farm, I, you know, it it bring it brings a sort of um, joy to my life because... Oh, well, I, know, I, must get I, more, I must get more al alpaca spam then for my, for my stories. I don't get I don't get to see alpacas here. You know, I don't have a I don't have a, a field to, for alpacas to run around in. You know, my, would you like to see my cat and my hens as well, the cows? Like, would you see more animals or just the alpacas? Cows. Uh, I like cows. Cow. I'd like to see your cows. <laughs> okay. No, sorry. That, there goes. Right. There, there goes the. There uh, we go. <laughs> because, you know, there, I, my I accent is being mocked. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. My apologies. Okay, so. Dear listeners, okay. you've now found yourself in a situation where you, where we bring you a film, controversial in some areas, but human in another, in another human with a human touch to it. The Swimmers talks uh, brings to you a story about two swimmers from a war-torn country, Syria, and gives you not just story but it gives you a human element to what is going on in the world today elena we'd like to thank you for joining us again on the english podcast with tommy and you? i know i know you're probably going to think now well i ain't coming on there anymore that he's just mocked my accent he's mocked the alpacas he's mocked the he's mocked the cows i can't be having him i can't be coming back again but you are welcome at any time day or night well usually normally a better you know normally to, have it, to say it a better way at a normal time of day and night normal time of day to come and join us again on the english podcast with tommy at any time i'd you... love to brilliant thank you very much thanks for having me and right. yeah we'll talk again thank you you dear listeners you'll join me again for another episode of the english podcast with tommy it's another goodbye from ireland bye-bye and it's another goodbye from Germany. goodbye now